Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics and on this podcast we have honest, wholesome, explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com where you will find all of the resources we have been lovingly generating for you since 2006. This is our 15th year in Pleasure Mechanics uniform, and you'll find all of the resources we've created for you so you can experience more pleasure, joy, and connection in your world at pleasuremechanics.com. If you're new to the show, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free and sign up for our free online course, and we will get you started with some foundational attitudes and frameworks and practices to welcome more pleasure into your life. And if you've been with us for a while and are aching to go a little deeper, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love, and we'll find ways to take you on your next erotic adventure. On today's episode, we're going to be celebrating the category of pleasure tools, Mm -hmm. pleasure tools, all of the objects and tools and toys and pervertibles that we can bring into our erotic lives in all different ways to welcome more pleasure, enhance sensation, create new possibilities with our flesh and our erotic experiences together. And to try to just open up this category for us all, because I think we often too narrowly focus on it because of our shame drenched history and culture, right? Mm. So how do we welcome more pleasure tools into our lives? We are the pleasure mechanics after all. (laughs) I mean, geez. And we are sitting right in front of two very large toolboxes filled with pleasure tools. So let's talk about this and how folks can find reliable, effective tools for the right job. I love that because when we do, we can really open up our exploration, um, our pleasure experiences, because there are just so many different sensations and things to explore that we aren't that that aren't accessible otherwise. So it really is just an opportunity and an invitation for more play and exploration. And yet, why do so many of us only have, you know, maybe a couple toys in a dusty bedside table? Or, you know, I think there are some geeks and aficionados in the crowd here. Shout out to y'all. But even those of us who kind of collect sex toys and pleasure tools, um, we don't often talk about them. Um, or wear our geek pride visibly. And this kind of hesitancy around this whole category, and yet, of course, we look in these other rooms of our life, our kitchens are decked out with all sorts of devices, some for only one very obscure job, but we'll still have a gadget to, you know, peel avocados or something. (laughs) Um, Slice eggs. You know, and we'll talk about how proud we are of our new blender and what a great motor it has and how it makes the best smoothies at one button, you know. And then we go in the garage and we have all sorts of tools and tech out there. And we go in the entertainment room and people joyfully have huge screens and all sorts of boxes and devices to bring them pleasure. So, and I could go on, right? In all the realms of our life, we joyfully embrace tools, toys, and technologies to enhance our experience of the things we want to experience, whatever your hobbies are, your geekery things. 
Um, and in like kind of our basic day-to-day tasks, we welcome tools to do things like our laundry. Mm, I give thanks and praise. And every no day one for will that walk machine. into your house, right? No <laughs> one will walk in and be like, you do your laundry in a machine? It's not natural. I mean, I you know, take it in a bucket and scrub it. And, you know, that's the, why, why do you use a machine? Like you could just use your hands. That's how I do it. Right. And yet in my voice there, I'm trying to be a little bit, uh, not me. <laughs> we, a little bit snarky. Always, always a risk on the podcast. Um, but we know what I'm talking about. There is this kind of a shame based snarky attitude about sex toys still to this day in 2021 even as music videos are cross-placing celebrity branded sex toys, right? So there's been this emergence of sex toy culture, thanks to a whole generation of feminist sex educators and health educators who pioneered the sex toy advocacy movement, really, which is what it was embedded in sexual health and in queer rights and in safe sex conversations during the AIDS crisis. So there is thanks to be given, right, to for the accessibility of sex toys now, but also this history to understand why there's a residue around this category and why so few of us will sit around the table and talk gleefully about the upgrades we've made to our pleasure tools collection. Like, oh, we really got this great new vibrator and it really works wonders. And, um, and but we the... so encourage you to become those people yes. in your friend circles, <laughs> because the more we have these conversations and understand that each other are using these sort of toys and pleasure tools, the more it gets rid of the shame and also allows us to really be in conversation about what works for you, what delights you, what sensations are you liking to explore? And we just have more nuance around what we like and enjoy. And a lot of friends don't even talk about sex at all, let alone their sex devices, right? And this is because, of course, of our shame-drenched history. And we have to take a wider view and zoom out a little bit and remember that as humans, we've been using sex toys and sex tools and pleasure tools for, you know, over 30,000 years. As long as humans have been humans and other animals use objects for sexual gratification, And when we take that in, then we just feel like it's in our nature. It's part of humans being humans to get one another and ourselves off with objects and tools and even ideas. But in this episode, we're going to really focus on those material objects, things we can hold in our hands and bring into the room to enhance our pleasure. But we have to remember this is a long history that as long as humans have been around, our finest artisans and craftspeople have been crafting tools of pleasure for us. And I want to go into that history instead of the past few hundred years of really shame-based history. It's so fascinating to think that humans have been making and interacting with pleasure tools and toys for so long because it takes it really reframes people's experience. So many people experience shame when they are like in their private space with a sex toy. But when you think that that connects you to human history, (laughs) it is such a cool, different experience of it. Connect with your ancestors through your phalluses, my friends. Right? Like that we as humans love to play and explore and and create, right? So in those words, play, explore, create, um, these words, tools and toys can be pulled apart because we often think of sex toys and those two words together kind of trivialize the category in some people's minds, but they do evoke play. 
What do we use toys for? We use toys to play. We use toys to create joy. Tools are used to create and build beyond what we can with our amazing human hands. And part of the reason, you know, this is episode 400 and something, and we're really talking about pleasure tools for the first time in a really broad way. We've done specific episodes, and you'll find some of those in the show notes page. As always, we try to round up other podcast episodes so you can continue threads that you find interesting. Here, I will also mention we have a very popular episode that I always get email about, about the history of masturbation and how this was criminalized and censored and how that shame creeps into how we masturbate today. Um, I get a lot of tear-drenched emails about that episode, so I'll definitely link to that in the show notes page. And these things are connected, of course, our attitudes around masturbation and sexuality as a whole, the medical model of what masturbation does to the body, right? For hundreds of years, the medical industry spun this myth of masturbation and orgasms being harmful to our health and causing all sorts of diseases and dysfunctions and neuroses. And sex itself was a pollutant, a toxin, and the way to be virtuous was to manage that and minimize it and essentially fast from sexuality, right? And this was this whole tool of social control around sexuality and masturbation is the front line for that. And there's a history of devices designed to get people not masturbating, right? Um, Rings lined with spikes that would pierce your penis if it became erect at night, Um, cauterizing clitorises with acid. These are the technologies of the anti-masturbation crusade. Um, And that is the history we are confronting when we feel that internal, as Charlotte named it, right? You can be in your room trying to enjoy yourself and still feel that residue of shame around sex toys. Or perhaps you're with a new partner and you want to bring a sex toy in. And there can be all sorts of conversations there. Uh, We have to acknowledge these are the things that come up when this conversation around sex toys, you know, there's geeks like me who have been collecting sex toys since college and in college, even, you know, my doormates would gather in and we go through my box and I lend vibrators out. So kind of there's few of us who have always been sex geeks, but most of us live in this world where sex toys aren't even readily accessible. And if we do stumble into a sex toy store, or they're even in big box stores now or available online, it can be very overwhelming because we don't have kind of basic literacy or proficiency in this category. Um, And so part of what we want to do in this episode and in future more specific episodes is kind of build out our literacy around pleasure tools as a whole, right? Like what can we create and explore and generate with these tools at our hands? Um, but also let's get more literate about them and get more kind of granular about our knowledge with them so we can get better at using these tools to create the experiences we want. Oh, I was going to say one of the reasons it's episode 400 or something, we're just doing this episode now is because we love human hands so much. We are massage people. You know, our entire foundation of pleasure mechanics was about how to touch one another with more skill and confidence um, and evoke erotic joy through human touch and full body massage. And of course, you'll find all of that at pleasuremechanics.com slash touch. And we stand by that. Human hands are amazing. They're one of the best pleasure tools ever invented for so many reasons. And we humans are ingenious about putting things in those hands 
and around those hands and in our bodies that can enhance our experience, that can build things beyond what we are human capable of. And that's a different attitude than they're replacing me. This is such an important fact. We have been enculturated to believe that sexuality is possessive and that we should own one another. And this has been a history of thousands of years. So it makes sense that we feel this way. People get jealous of sex toys and feel like it's not natural. It's less worthy. It's less valuable In than way, orgasms given. I've never given. seen anyone jealous of a washing machine or a blender. Right, right. Or a high tech like computer. Right. We we think of them as taking away from the natural, quote unquote, experience of sex. Pleasure is collaborative. We want to work together to create as much pleasure as possible. Instead together as a of, culture, yeah. together in partnership with whoever you're having sex with, or together with the tools available to you for solo play. Totally. Right. Instead of thinking of it as competitive and something that gets in the way or is instead of you, people are so different than toys. You offer touch, emotion, connection. These are irreplaceable. A toy is bringing different sensation and a different way of playing together. So let us remember we are working together with toys in collaboration to create more pleasure for all of us. <laughs> I mean, Team pleasure. Very like, you know, reverent when you say it, but how it comes into my inbox is things like I can have orgasms alone with my vibrators, but then when I try to have orgasms with my boyfriend, I can't and I feel really bad about this. How do I fix this? Right. And this is one of these expressions of a problem that's not a problem. Right. The solution is you bring your vibrator into playing with your boyfriend. But why isn't that? just a given, right? Like I can't make a smoothie with my bare hands. You use What's the wrong with you? Right. Um, and we create problems around this because of that hierarchy of orgasms. As you said, the idea that sex is like when it's good between two people, it should just be natural and the chemistry kicks in and you'll have orgasms through intercourse together. Um, and a lot of the industry we are a part of, right? The sex education industry says that if you have the right skills and strategies, these things will come easy to you. When what is true is everybody needs different stimulation for different kinds of pleasure, arousal, climax, ejaculation, right? Depending on the experience you're aiming to have, everybody needs different kinds of stimulation and we all have different ranges of what is possible there. And so some bodies will always need a high-powered vibrator, and that will be true whatever the context. If you're alone, if you're with one partner, no matter who that partner is or their skill level, if you're in an orgy, you might need your Hitachi magic wand. And that is fine. And that doesn't change anything about how proficient or advanced or cool your sexuality is. And in the kink sex community, in the sex geekery community, right, we all come to our sex parties and our orgies with our whole toolkits and bags of all of the different specialized tools that we use to do what we like to do, whether that's a bag full of floggers and leather or a little tech geek kit full of electrical play stimulation devices, right? We all have different kits that express who we are, what we like to experience, what we like to do to other bodies. And this is the spirit with which we can all start building out our toolboxes and our toolkits and our pleasure chests. It's like, what does your sexuality want to enhance it and express it and get you closer to the physical, emotional, and maybe even transcendent spiritual experiences that you most want to experience? 
we can welcome pleasure tools in for these specific wants, desires, and yearnings. And there are so many pleasure tools and sex toys now available to us that shopping, even when you're ready to bring one into your life, can get really overwhelming at times. And that's why we love services like this week's sponsor, likeakitten.com. If you want to make yourself or your lover purr like a kitten, go to likeakitten.com and you have the chance to build your own gift box, choosing from six categories, toys, beauty products, lubes, games, accessories, and lingerie. Within each category, you have choices, so you get to feel into those choices and decide for yourself. Do you want a beautiful butt plug or do you want a little vibrator? Do you want a robe or do you want some satin cuffs? You get to decide for yourself or choose for your lover. And soon a beautifully presented box appears at your door and the whole box costs just 69 bucks, which is awesome because individual vibrators in these selections cost over $69. So it's such a great deal. You get a beautifully curated selection and it's all delivered straight to your door in a beautiful gift ready box. I gave one to Charlotte recently when she came home after a plane trip to her family and it was a really nice way to welcome you home. Beautiful. Thank you. It was gorgeous and it was so surprising and there's like delight and and then the curiosity of what's in it and what what is this? And oh, that's lovely. <laughs> the satin cuffs. That was a little soundtrack of Charlotte. It was delight and ooh and lovely. So if you want to bring some delight and good feelings into your world or for a lover, go to likeakitten.com and get 20% off and free shipping for listeners of this podcast using the code pleasure at checkout. That's likeakitten.com. Use the code pleasure to get 20% off your build your own box at likeakitten.com and have fun making your selections. Let us know what you get and what you love. And big thanks to likeakitten.com for sponsoring this episode. And what's amazing, even within six categories and eight choices each, there's such a range of pleasure toys available at a site like this. And then you go to a site like SheVibe.com and there's a huge range. And that's just kind of the official sex toys within the broader category of pleasure tools. And that's part of what we want to tease out here is that we need to open up our entire imagination about what counts as a pleasure tool. And over time, we'll do episodes about specific categories of sex toys, especially because as technology advances, right, as I said, humans have always applied their best, most advanced technology to sex as soon as it emerges. And there's a million delightful examples of this. But what we have now is high powered motors that are tiny, uh, nano chips, uh, robots, robotics, apps. And with this rise of sex tech, toys are getting complicated. They're getting expensive. Some of them are getting really good at what they do. Some of them are getting kind of confusing. And we're going to try to help you make sense of all of that and get more literate within this category. So you spend your money well and get the experience you want. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. It's thinking about what is the experience I want in my body? And how do I create that for myself? That's the play of sex. And this becomes really obvious in kinky sex, where we have this whole category of pervertibles and kink toys, 
where it's like, oh, you want that kind of sensation? Here's a whole category of toys to create that. But we also need to remember pleasure tools are about creating erotic context. So fresh flowers are one of the ones we mention a lot because we use them a lot. Bringing fresh flowers into your home or plants. I consider those pleasure tools because they're bringing more joy and cultivating pleasure and aesthetic beauty in my surroundings. And we know that pleasure and arousal are context dependent. So if the category of robotic dildonics is very overwhelming to you, we don't have to start there. You can start with what makes my body feel good in this context? What are the pleasure tools available to me? What can I say yes to bringing in as an object or supporting role that will bring me more pleasure and joy? That's a huge category of things. Mm. And I love the opportunity to just really discover what we particularly like and want to play with because we, our bodies are all so different. So what is going to delight you will be different for than another person. And it's an opportunity to get more literate about the kind of sensations that you particularly enjoy and then exercise your agency and choice in bringing that into your life. And this can be a practice in reminding yourself that your pleasure matters and so just like you invest in kitchen equipment to the degree to which you cook, right? It doesn't make sense to have a blender like that if you never make smoothies or a soup. And yet some people still do just for the optics, I will just mention. And we don't problematize that too much. But sometimes when it comes to buying sex toys, we can hesitate to spend that money. Again, part of that is we don't know if we'll like what we're buying. And that's really hard when you can't go to the store and touch objects. So if you can swing by a in real life brick and mortar sex toy store, um, they're always worth supporting and going in and touching objects and seeing what appeals to you. Or you can browse online and see what attracts you. A lot of sites have reviews um, and we'll curate our favorite tools at pleasuremechanics.com tools. So you can see what we use, what we vetted, what we recommend. But again, we can't tell you what toys and tools will feel good to you, just like I can't tell you what art to hang on your walls. And when we say go browse a sex toy store or go online and look at sex toys, that feeling of discernment, will I like this? What do I want? That is an advanced level erotic skill. So let's just name that. And a way to practice this is things like, you know, art walks where you get to go and go to a few different galleries and you see, wow, this is all art. People like all different kinds of things here. What do I like? What do my eyes delight in? What art would I hang on my walls? Museums offer the same kind of buffet of visual options. What kind of style do you have? What kind of mood do you want around your sexuality? Some people like to go kind of goth with their sexuality, right? And it's like candles and velvet and candelabras or something and other people are like more high tech and sleek and some people are really romantic and soft what is the style of your sexuality have you ever been invited to express it this is a place some of us have geeked out and we've really accessorized the hell out of our sex lives for many years right and there are color themes in my collection and other people have never even gotten the permission to say yes sweetie it's okay to buy something because it feels good to you it's okay to wear that clothing that makes you feel good versus what's expected of you. How much agency have you had over your own pleasure and curating your own world around that pleasure? 
and your own sexuality. Like a lot of us don't get a lot of space for this. And so tools and welcoming in, you know, a more pleasure positive context for yourself can be one of the first ways we start expressing ourselves. And that can be overwhelming. Like, I don't know who I am. And you just have to start kind of tipping your toes, tipping your toes, dipping your toes in the waters, trying things on and seeing what feels good, what lights you up, what turns you on and explore from there. I love how much self-permission there is in this. It's like we have to give ourselves the permission to explore and experiment with this instead of waiting for somebody to give us that permission. And so when it comes to objects, you know, we're talking about the wider context and clothing and expression. And we should remember, too, that role playing and creating any narrative drama around your sex life is a whole world some people really love. You know, and as this podcast is going live, Halloween is coming up. And this is like the high holy holiday of erotic role playing where you can be whoever or whatever or whichever creature you want to be. And bonus tip, the day after Halloween is a great time to accessorize your sex life because everything is 50% off and you can give yourself double permission to be like, ooh, I'll take that little cute hat from that uniform and this magic wand from this uniform and I'm going to put them together and be an officer and ministry of magic or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this is also the thing is getting off script. We talk about getting off script all the time at Pleasure Mechanics. And what we mean by that is getting out of the heteronormative script of PIV intercourse, getting out of the scripts of your gender and what it's supposed to mean for you to be a sexual you know, performer and instead come into yourself as a sexual being in the beautiful spectrum of humanity and find that belonging within yourself. But when we say go off script, we also have to go off script with these toys. And when I say sex toys, most of us think of like vibrators and dildos and maybe butt plugs and maybe some kinky toys. And really the whole range of pleasure tools and then sex toys is much bigger than that. And each category can be used in so many different ways. So when we think about a vibrator, for example, kind of the classic pleasure tool sex toy Vibrators are for much more than clitoral masturbation. Vibrators can be run down any shaft of any size. Vibrators can be put on the perineum and pressed in deeply to get some deep perennial massage. Vibrators can be held just so on a nipple during oral sex. Vibrators can be a tool to torment the feet while someone is bound up, right? That one tool can be used in so many different ways if we just look at this and say, huh, what does it do with a little more curiosity and wonder and then look at the human body and be like, huh, what does it do with a little more curiosity and wonder? And we bring that reverence and curiosity about the human body and what this specific human body, yours or your partners or both want and crave in this specific moment. And we look at our toolkit and we say, Hmm, what are the tools for the job? And this becomes this like endless adventure in saying, hmm, you like nipple stimulation. Maybe do you like compression or do you like vibration? Or you might like really feathery light touch on your nipples and clamps are going to be way too much. But this little sensual tool that creates this little velvety feeling as I run it over your nipples at just the right time is the perfect nipple tool. Mm. Right? Where another lover might want the deepest clamp on the highest setting. And then hook that into the electrical play, please, right? Your nipples can never get enough or deeper intense sensation. 
you have to know that before you say, I want nipple toys. So again, this is an invitation to get specific, feel into your wants, explore, and then keep getting more and more specific about how your pleasure can be tended to. Mm. Beautiful. You are talking about bringing so much play and improv to bodies, to playing with toys Mm -hmm. and then experimentation. And with experimentation, I just want to name that your body is never wrong. There are going to be all these different sensations to explore. And if there are things that don't light you up, there's nothing wrong with your body. It's just that perhaps that sensation isn't for you. And perhaps you could figure out or try and be nuanced about what parts of that sensation you do or don't like so you can gain more information as you keep going on your pleasure adventure but I just wanted to name that that there might be some hit or misses as you explore the world of pleasure tools and that is to be expected there's nothing wrong with you just keep trying and exploring and we need to normalize swapping sex toys cleaning them off good sex toys are all cleanable and washable so we can sterilize them and pass them on if they don't work for you like groups of friends need sex toy swaps because it is really disappointing to invest in a toy and it doesn't work for you, or you realize it isn't designed for pleasure. And this is something I'm really going to be focusing on as we talk more about sex toys is how do we support companies that create tools that are designed for pleasure that set you up for a win. Because as we've gotten our hands on more and more of these modern sex toys, and the newest offerings from some really great companies, There are some toys that are really designed to be versatile and usable and user-friendly and disability-friendly, right? To be used by many bodies in many ways. And then there are some toys that make big promises and aren't really designed with your pleasure in mind. And that pisses me off a little bit. So we're going to help you. We're going to work with you here. And we're going to be exploring this whole world of pleasure tools in an ongoing way here at Pleasure Mechanics. It is right in our name, after all. (laughs) The Pleasure Garage at Pleasure Mechanics headquarters is expanding. Mm. Um, Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash tools, and you will find a roundup of some of our favorite pleasure tools and a place to ask us your questions so we can get you answers on upcoming episodes. At pleasuremechanics.com, you will also find all of the resources we have created for you to experience more pleasure, joy, and connection. Because we all know you can have a whole chest full of toys and not experience pleasure, joy, or connection without things like slaying your shame and learning how your body works and learning how to breathe and feel and touch. So we help you with all of that in our body of work. You'll find it all at pleasuremechanics.com including our eight online courses that are designed to guide you in up-leveling your erotic skills and going on new erotic adventures. You'll find them all at pleasuremechanics.com. They are accessibly priced to be available to all of our listeners around the world. And as always, if you find yourself wanting a course and it's inaccessible to you, just join our free course at pleasuremechanics.com free and then be in touch with us and we will make it work because we want all of these tools in all of your hands and bodies and hearts when you are ready for them. We are here for you. All right. We will be back with you next week with another episode of Speaking of Sex. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Pleasure.